Hi, welcome to the Grief Awakening Podcast. My name is Elise Dusso, and I'm a grief coach and Reiki practitioner here in Nashville, Tennessee. I help guide others who are grieving to reignite their relationships with their loved ones on the other side, helping them ease the ache of grief. This is a podcast where we can have open conversations about grief, loss, intuition, signs, and I'll even tell you about my story as a young widow. If you'd like to connect, feel free to reach out to me at intuitively underscore Elise on Instagram or email me at intuitivelyelise at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, happy Friday. I am so glad it is the end of the week. I don't know about you guys, but this felt like a long one. All week I kept thinking it was later in the week than it was. So all day Tuesday, I thought it was Wednesday. All the Wednesday, I could have sworn it was Thursday, but it definitely wasn't. And what a uh, sad moment when I found out that it was not quite Friday. <laughs> but here we are. We made it to the end of the week. I hope you all had a good one. I wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you to everyone who tuned in for episode one and two. I have gotten a lot of sweet messages, emails, texts, just saying that you really enjoyed hearing that story. And one thing that I heard quite frequently is that it made you emotional or made you cry. And for that, I'm very sorry. That was not my intention. But I know that if either of those episodes stirred up something in you or made you feel emotional in any any way, then that means you probably have experienced grief like me. And for that, I'm so sorry. But this is what we are here for, to have those open conversations and let ourselves get a little bit emotional if we need to. So this past Sunday was a full moon. I believe it was called the Harvest Full Moon. And I always notice that when there's a full moon coming up the few days prior and for about a week after, I feel like energy is really high. My intuition is really heightened. And with that, typically comes very vivid dreams, which leads me to today's topic, which is dream visitations. And before I get into what dream visitations are and how to ask for one, I just wanted to tell you a quick story, which inspired me to have this conversation today. So about 10 days ago, my friend Michelle from Soul Connections with Michelle. She is a friend of mine from my Reiki course, and she and I have just stayed in touch over the last year or so through Instagram. And occasionally she'll post on her stories that she's going to be doing Oracle card pulls. And if you would like an Oracle card pulled, you can just drop an emoji in her little, you know, message box or ask a specific question that you'd like an answer to. And so I always like to play along and have a little fun with this. So I dropped the butterfly emoji, of course. And within a day or so, she wrote me back with a screenshot of the two cards that she pulled me and the message. And one of them was a card called Dream Journal. And the message here was that it might be a good idea for me to start keeping a dream journal because messages and downloads from my guides will be coming through to me in my dreams. And it seems that right now I typically just wake up and instantly forget them, which is absolutely true. 
<laughs> and little did Michelle know that I actually already keep a dream journal. I am just very inconsistent and bad about writing in it. So I started keeping a dream journal probably about uh, six months to a year uh, after Jared's passing because I noticed that I was having more and more dreams. And I am someone that my entire life, I've always said, oh, I don't dream. I never have dreamed. I don't go into that REM cycle of sleep, apparently. I never remember my dreams. I'm just not a dreamer. And things have really changed with that over the last two years where I can actually remember small details. And as I started taking the intentional time to write them down, even if it was in the middle of the night and I needed to do a quick voice memo on my phone, I found that I was starting to remember them more and more and more. And so after she pulled me this oracle card, I said, uh, yep, you're absolutely right. I need to start getting back into writing in my dream journal. And I set that intention. And in the last 10 days, I have had four visitation dreams from my fiance, Jared. Four. This is the most visitation dreams I've ever had consecutively, as well as like that close together at most I've had one every three to six months in the past. So to have four in a 10 day period is a really big deal. And I do believe that the energy of this full moon is part of this, but also I do remember specifically asking Jared in spirit to start bringing me more visitation dreams to start showing up in my dreams more so that I can have that feeling, that sensation of being with him more frequently. Cause I just really missed it to be honest. Um, so if you've never had a dream visitation before, basically it is a dream experience where you feel that you have actually connected or sometimes even spoken to your loved one and you're getting to feel the essence and the presence of them as if they were here in the physical, still in the physical world with you. And it is such a beautiful experience to have one of these. But I will say that sometimes, especially in grief, it can also be hard to have these experiences. If you are really, really deep in your grief, maybe the loss is fairly new. I, in the past, I found that waking up for one of these dream experiences and realizing that the dream was not actually real life is almost like losing them all over again. It's that feeling of thinking that you were back in time or that you were physically with them and all of, you know, the last time period of grief and loss didn't actually happen. But then you wake up and remember where you are and where you are in your life and that they are not physically here. And that's really hard to um, grasp and to handle sometimes. But even with those hard moments, I have found that dream visitations are always such an amazing, beautiful experience, and they truly are a gift from our loved ones in spirit. So there's a couple different ways that, in my experience, you can spot whether or not you are having a dream visitation. So the first being that a dream visitation feels almost like everyday life. So typically in the dream, you might feel like you're just living your normal day-to-day with your person, whoever it is, 
and you might be experiencing something with them that you would have normally experienced when they were still alive, when they were still here physically. An example of this is this recurring dream that I used to have with my fiance, Jared. So I had many iterations of this dream, but the gist of it was that we would typically in the dream be driving around in our old Jeep together, our car. He would be in the driver's seat and I would be in the passenger seat. And it would be a Saturday afternoon where we were driving to go get lunch to have a lunch date. And in our normal everyday life, this was a typical occurrence. Every weekend we would go to our CrossFit gym and do our workouts in the morning, come home and shower, and then we would treat ourselves to a special lunch date, you know, kind of like our reward for getting up early and doing our workouts. And so in the dream, each time I would have this dream, we were always going to a different place, but the end goal was always the same. And my hand would be on the center console. And in the dream, he would grab my hand really quickly and say, I miss holding your hand, hold my hand. Kind of in like a very silly voice. And he would squeeze my hand really tightly. And sometimes I would make it to the restaurant with him. And sometimes I would just wake up in that moment. But when I did have this dream, it was so comforting. It was him trying to give me that experience again, that experience of having our Saturdays together, which I think for both of us was probably our favorite day of the week to be spending together. Another way to recognize if you're having a visitation dream or or not is to notice whether or not your loved one is coming through with a loving, vibrant, or peaceful energy. If you find that the dream feels chaotic or stressful, or that there's a layer of guilt or sadness involved, I truly believe that is not them. That is something that some people call a release dream, where our bodies and our minds are working through different aspects of our grief, helping us to grasp on reality of what's happened. I had several of these dreams when I first experienced my loss, where I would be in the dream, I'd be looking for Jared. Like he, I didn't actually physically see him in the dream, but I just knew that he was missing and I was looking for him. And I think this was my mind's way of working through that night of him not coming home and not answering his phone or his messages and me actually feeling like he was missing somewhere. And even, you know, in the days after that, we found out what actually happened. I still had that feeling. I had that feeling, as I said, in the first episode where I just felt like they had it wrong. It wasn't him. He must be away on vacation somewhere on a work trip and he's going to come back. So these dreams were my mind's way of working through that part of my grief. But when you are actually having a visitation dream, I have always found that when a loved one comes through, it's always with this very loving, peaceful energy and essence. There's a kindness and a, a gratitude there that you will feel from them. And it is really so beautiful. It really helps you feel like they truly are at peace. And they are so happy to be there with you having this dream experience, even if it's just for a moment. 
A third thing to note with dream visitations is that you may or may not actually speak to your loved one in the dream. So in my experience, I have had dreams where I do actually have conversation with my loved ones. And I've also had dreams where I just know that they're there. I see them there with me, but we don't actually have to speak. I can feel the energy and the love from them. And sometimes that's that's enough. It really just depends on the situation of the dream, obviously. What, um, you know, dream reality, dream story is happening there. But if you aren't able to actually speak to your loved one, don't be concerned with that. Don't doubt that, oh, it can't be a visitation dream because they didn't actually speak to me. They didn't have any messages for me. I don't believe that to be true. I do feel like whether or not they actually said something to you or had a message that they were actually visiting and giving you that feeling of being in their presence. Another thing to know about visitation dreams is that typically they are very vivid. So as I said, you might feel like you are in a situation in the dream that you would have been in everyday life, but I do feel like the dreams are always very vibrant and colorful and details stick out to you and it feels it feels truly, it feels real. And with that, I believe that the details of the dream are a little bit easier to remember. So when you wake up, you might have a more detailed memory of what you just saw and experienced in the dream, which is why I recommend keeping the dream journal and potentially if you can keep it by your bed, Or if you prefer, there's always like the memo app on your phone where you can just take a voice memo really quick and just quickly speak what you experienced and what you saw so that later you can go back and write it down or journal about it. I feel like this practice and taking that one moment, even if it's the middle of the night, to quickly jot down some notes about the dream and what you saw will help you remember it in more detail later on. One of the most vivid and rememberable visitation dreams I've ever had in my life was not with Jared, unfortunately. Uh, Just earlier this spring of this year, I had a dream that I was walking around in some kind of office building. It was a very large industrial type building with lots of windows and even the railings from floor to floor were made of glass. And I was walking all around this building looking for a bathroom. And every single bathroom I walked in felt wrong. It felt dirty. It felt unclean. It felt like not safe to use that bathroom. (laughs) And I, obviously this is a dream and it sounds so silly to hear back, but stay with me here. So eventually I find, I walk into a bathroom, I find one that is perfectly crisp and clean and bright white. And it looks like no one else has touched or used this restroom. So I walk in, I go over to the vanity top where the sinks and the mirrors would be. I slowly turn around to my right. And there I see a woman standing. I suddenly realized that this woman was my great aunt, Teresa, who passed in 2010. I hadn't seen her or spoken to her in many, many years, even prior to her passing. And she was pretty present in my life when I was quite young. But as I grew older, we didn't really visit her all that much, to be honest. 
And so I was kind of surprised to see her in this dream, but I was so excited. I walked up to her and I said, oh my goodness, I've missed you so much. And we embraced and we just held each other for probably, I mean, this is a dream, so I have no concept of time, but it must have been at least five minutes <laughs> just holding each other. And we would pull away and look at each other for a moment and she would give me a kiss on the cheek and we would hug again in this deep embrace. And it was one of the most beautiful dreams I've ever had in my life. I woke up and I wrote about it in my journal crying. I don't believe that this special dream I had was my mind creating this or making this up. I truly believe that this was a visitation from her. And it was kind of like a little reminder that from her that, hey, I'm I'm here too. <laughs> I'm on I'm one of your guides too. I'm here supporting you as well. So don't forget about me. <laughs> And I absolutely will not. So I want you to know that you too can ask for a dream visitation from your loved one. I don't think we need to sit around per se and wait for them to show up for us. I think we can put the intention out there and kindly ask for what we need. So I want to take you through a quick little practice to connect with your loved one and ask them to show up for, for you in the dream world. So if you are driving right now, please do not do this practice with us. <laughs> Maybe just listen for now and then you can come back and try this at another time because we're going to be closing our eyes and going into a little bit of a meditation here. So if you're ready, go ahead and put your hand on your heart or somewhere on your body and close your eyes. And we're going to just start by taking a deep breath to relax the body. Breathing in and release. And on this next breath, I want you to imagine that you're pulling light from the core of the earth through the bottom of your feet all the way up to the top of your head. And when you exhale, the light will circulate back through your body, back through the core of the earth. And each time you do this, the light gets brighter and brighter. Breathing in. And release. And I want you to think of the person that you would like to connect with. Who do you want to dream about to visit with? If you can, bring an image of them into your mind's eye. Whatever image shows up for you is perfect. Just let it be what it is. Whatever outfit or haircut they show up with, just let it be natural. Notice if you see them smiling back at you. Maybe they're sitting down or sleeping. Can you zone in on any details of their outfit? 
the way their hair is styled. Now take a moment and just quietly to yourself, ask them for what you need. Ask them with love and gratitude if they would take the time to visit you in a dream experience. Notice if they nod their head or speak out loud to you. Whatever you see or hear is perfect. When you're done talking to them, thank them for being here. Say goodbye. Take one more deep breath in. And release. When you're ready, you may open your eyes. Okay. So I know that practice seems really simple. <laughs> and it is. And that's the beautiful thing. Is that connecting and talking to our loved ones is that simple. It's truly just bringing in the essence and the feeling of being around them. And you will be. So I think we're going to wrap up there today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Grief Awakening Podcast. I think the next few episodes, we might be having some guests on that I'm very excited to connect with and talk with. People telling their grief story and some other perspectives on um, grief and connecting with your loved ones. So please stay tuned for that. And as always, if you would like to connect, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise, or you may email me at intuitivelyelise at gmail.com. Also, I am available for in-person sessions for Reiki intuitive readings, as well as grief coaching. So the link to my website will always be in the show notes if you feel called to learn more about that. Thank you again so much for tuning in and we will chat next week.